Welcome to another edition of the You Should Do Comedy Podcast. Thanks for joining in uh, or listening in. Uh, uh, recording from the home office today. Uh, usually I would record from a venue here in Toronto uh, that me and my guests go way back on. Um, a little venue, a little event space, event space. It's a friggin' club is what it is. It holds a thousand people pretty much uh, called Revival on College Street. And back in the day, I used to run the show <laughs> or the show used to run me. But one of our regular performers uh, that would come in uh, monthly and uh, like great concerts they perform there uh, with a little band called God Made Me Funky is my guest this week who's gone from funky to funny. Apparently, Ooh, okay, Mr. <laughs> Fat Al, Fat Al joins the podcast. How are we What's doing? Up? What up? What up? What up? Up? It's a capital P, capital H, capital A, capital T, capital T, lowercase A L. People having a terrific time always in the house. What up, Vince? Well, how are we doing, man? It's been a while. I mean, we've talked to you, and obviously, we've had continued the conversation because you, you're part of the Second City cast right now. But like I said, we go way back, back in the day, like we're talking early two thousands, and and. Just your your presence. I mean, MC hype man. You were, and no disrespect, but you were like the flavor flavor of God made me funky. You were like, oh, you were the main guy. Wonderful. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> so, so the nature of the podcast and and how I want to kind of you know not like a, a, a coming to beginnings type of thing, but how did it all start? Obviously, music came before comedy. Is that yeah. fair to say? Yeah, for me, uh, I mean, um, <clears throat> I. I was always uh, funny. I'm doing air quotes right now for people who are, who are listening. Uh, um, you know, I'd be out on tour and, you know, telling jokes and being uh, jovial and stuff. And then, um, uh, but I was never really, I never really pursued comedy. It was definitely music for me, uh, like a thousand percent. Like uh, go to school, uh, get my, um, my, um, you know certificate or degree or whatever uh you're getting um and then boom i got all that so that and i got it in business administration so that i could um come out and uh uh focus on like the business of music so that was for me it was definitely like my heart and mind was I'm a musician first and foremost and truly an mc first now, was God Made Me Funky? And those who don't know the band, look them up. I mean, they're awesome. And they used to perform at Revival and so many great clubs around the city of Toronto. Was that kind of the first band that you kind of established yourself with? Or were there others? Or was Fat Al, like, I know you, there's the solo artist Fat Al as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But was that kind of the first band that kind of like, this is it? Like, we're running with this? No. Or were there a few people? There was, was there was a, a few uh, a few bands before that. Uh, really? Okay, yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, uh, I was in. Um, so as Fat Al, uh, the MC, that was uh, my first band was Three Blind Mice with my little brother. <laughs> it was me, and my nice. little brother, this super old DJ who used to yell at us uh, and tell us that um, uh, we needed to do better. <laughs> it was just us two kids and this old man who was pinning his hopes on us two little rapper kids um, um, making a, a lot of money for him. Didn't happen. Uh, and so from there, um, I started to like actually play with a lot of musicians from U of T and Humber. Um, and Jack Soul was, um, if anybody remembers Jack Soul, Hayden Neal, uh, rest in peace. Uh, uh, Hayden was the first musician who said to me like, hey, it's weird to have a rapper out here 
uh, he used to run a night um, at the apothecary back in the day. Uh, and it was all of these uh, jazz students who'd come in and jam. And then I'd, I'd, I'm still in high school, but I would come as many times as I possibly can and stay till the end of the night just to try to get like five minutes of rapping in the jam kind of, kind of thing. Uh, and then Hayden was like, you should form a band. So I went out and I played with a lot of these uh, Humber and um, um, uh, uh, U of T students who I formed bands with. And so I was with uh, Thomas Reynolds and uh, AKA. Uh, I was playing with Dominic Solol in the DOM. And uh, the crazy thing was, um, I didn't realize the caliber of the musicians I was playing with at the time. I'm playing with, you know, like Seiko Lumumba, uh, Ricky Tilo, um, uh, 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 Adrian Eccleston. All these people go on to play with like Lady Gaga and Drake and um, The Weeknd. <laughs> and then um, uh, Dominic and, and um, Chili Gonzalez and them move out to, to Europe and uh, with Feist and they blow up, they all blow up and stuff. And so it was crazy. I got this crazy education all. And Jack soul was basically um, a, a huge uh, mentor to me, Hayden uh, and the whole band. Uh, so I started to become that MC who was playing with live musicians. And then the roots came out and then it was like, Oh, this is really cool. That here's an MC from, uh, from uh, the States playing with live musicians. Isn't this a cool thing to do? And I'm like, I've been doing that. <laughs> I've been doing that for a long time. So I had a ton of bands um, um, before uh, God Made Me Funky. And then actually I had joined Len. Uh, if you steal my sunshine, I joined that band. Uh, and yeah, 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 I remember them. Yeah, I was, I was uh, actually in that band. Uh, uh, moved out to Vancouver. We were working on, on the, the second record um, for them. Uh, and... Then I hooked up with my mentor, Divine Styler, moved to L.A., came back to Toronto. A friend of mine was playing in God Made Me Funky, asked me to come sit in and do a freestyle. I sat and did a freestyle with them, and they were like, hey, do you want to join the band? And I was like, well, I kind of live in L.A., and I think I'm moving to L.A. And uh, they were like, well, if you don't fully move, anytime you're in Toronto, come play with us. So I was in L.A. working on music, coming back to Toronto. Anytime I was in Toronto, I'm playing with uh, God Made Me Funky. And it was a uh, crazy split in time because I wasn't sure if I was going to live in L.A. I was there for I'd go there for four months, come back for a month just to make sure that my like my OHIP and uh, <laughs> everything was covered because yeah. you want to like live off of uh, um, American medicine. And I didn't actually have time uh, at the time have any money for um, insurance. So I'd go to uh, L.A. with no insurance. It was crazy. Uh, and then come back here. Play with uh, God Made Me Funky, make some money, go back down to L.A., work on some music, come back. So it was back and forth. And then I, I decided to come back and, and try to to learn, take what I learned in L.A. And, and put it into practice here with God Made Me Funky. And from there, it was kind of amazing that we, we, we toured Canada like seven times from tip to tip, back and forth, doing all the jazz festivals, playing. To, it was a... You know, at one point, a fifteen-piece funk band traveling across Canada. Yeah, it was like, uh, like yeah. I, I know you opened up for George Clinton at the Montreal Jazz Festival, right? Yeah, yeah, right. But it was like, and I don't know, and God rest his soul, I don't know if anybody's ever seen James Brown live, but the band outshined James Brown some nights because Thank they're just so much. good. Oh, yeah, that yeah. is so. But what getting back to what you were saying, I mean, you're living the Canadian artist dream because it's not just. And you said it right there. It's not just for musicians. 
that try to make it in LA and you had down there comics too. We, they are. I did it as well. Yeah. yeah. Actors did it as well. I did it. I, I went down there for a couple months, you know, and then you come back and then you head back down there for a couple months. Yeah. And again, no green car, no nothing under the table. You're working, trying yeah. to make a buck, trying to, and I was doing like student films and I was trying to get yeah. up on stage and I did an open mic and I, I sucked. I mean, the main reason why I went down to LA was I was doing second city. Funny enough. Um, <laughs> because I went as far as I could in Toronto to the conservatory, and then mm -hmm. I did my and then I did my conservatory in LA. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, I did the swap. I do. I went as far as I could. They're like, "Oh, you want to join?" And then I looked at the Toronto cast. Like, there's no way I'm making this. I'm not getting on. I'm not getting in. They're just too good. <laughs> yeah. were, they were. They were so good in, in in Toronto, Second City. So I went to LA, and because I was this. Out of state, out of country, yes, student. Anomaly. I'm like, hey, yeah, they're like, you're from Canada, from Toronto. I'm like, yeah, I want to come and join Second City in LA. Totally different vibe, Al. Yeah, totally different vibe. Yeah, you know, there's like structure and scene building and all that stuff in Toronto. They they teach you all the coaching and all that stuff. Yeah. Yes, and all. Yeah, there's none of that. Well, I mean, there is, but I mean, everybody's trying to kind of make a name for themselves in in that scenario, right? So in Toronto, it's, it's it really is ensemble based. And let's let's heighten and, and and grow. But I found when I went to LA musically, um, and I mean, so many comedians and stuff, everybody's coming to make a mark. So everybody's like, "Get out of my yeah. way! <laughs> I want to do my uh, scene." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My teacher was like, "They need a spot on Leno like tomorrow night. Can you do it?" I'm like, "What are you? Yeah. What?" <laughs> I'm like, "How? I'm, how are we ready for this?" So uh, it it was crazy that you mentioned that because yeah, you're living the artist dream. You're bouncing from LA. To Toronto, and when you're back home, you're playing great venues like Revival, got me yeah. funky, and I'm watching you on stage. I'm like, this is crazy because, again, for those who don't know, Revival was sort of that in an era where the live music venues were kind of like the Horseshoe Tavern, the Elmo Combo, the um, uh, what what uh, the Rivoli. I mean, they're yeah. all like kind of rundown places, yeah. and then up comes Revival, this brand new, cool, chic looking. It's so event cool. venue. Yeah. Yeah. And it brought live music back. It was like cool to be in, you know, come out and watch live music, come out and watch jazz, watch funk. And you yeah. guys took the stage like gangbusters. I, I I never saw a vibe like that. The only other band I saw that could grab, I mean, I'm talking not, a, you know, like we're not talking the Foo Fighters here. We're talking like, <laughs> you know, a band that comes up on stage and grabs everybody like from that underground atmosphere. Was uh, have you heard of um, God, their names escaping me right now. It was it's like a Prince tribute band, I think they're called Purple Rain, and all it was Prince tracks in Canada. Uh, was Chris Rouse, was it Chris Rouse? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. He ran like an all Prince tribute band, yeah, yeah. That okay, they they were insane because obviously, yeah. who doesn't love Prince? Yes, uh, but God made me funky was like it was insane how you guys brought the room together, and when you came out. Like you were a presence, dude. Like you, you grabbed the room by the balls and you, you rock <laughs> with them. Like you're the master of funk. You're the MC. You're the man who started the party. And it's crazy now because we shift into this new era of Fat Al. How did, <laughs> how did, how did you become a second city? Like when did the comedy, I know you've already, you know, as you said, you, you, you've always been a fan of comedy, but when did it start? When did kind of the music 
when the, when did the music when the die in the comedy? Started. Yeah, when did that? Yeah, tell me all about it. I want because this is what <laughs> this is what I love about the artistry and and people who can have that sense of you know not only one but two uh, types of art form that kind of resonate in the brain. So how'd you make that yeah. shift? I mean, for me, uh, growing up, Second City was a staple here in, in Toronto. Um, me and my little brother, we used to just watch it um, when we come home from school on um, uh, reruns and stuff. So I was, we all knew who the the cast of the second um, city was, the, the TV show, right? SCTV um, with John Candy, um, Joe Flaherty, uh, Eugene Levy, um, you know, Catherine O'Hara. I mean, we 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 knew that those are staple and they had already like made it in the States and such too. They were huge, huge icons here of comedy. And so um, people used to say, Fat Al, you're funny, man. You're funny, man. You're funny. And one time somebody said, you should go down to SE um, or to Second City. And uh, I was like, what's that? And they're like, they teach you to do stand-up. And I'm like, Okay, <laughs> so I thought it was a stand-up <laughs> school when I went down there. I used to drive by it um, on King Street there, down by the um, the Shoppers Drug Mart. It was under the Shoppers Drug Mart at the time. Yeah, yeah, and, that's where I took my courses. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, geez, right. Second City. OG. Yeah, iconic, iconic. And uh, um, one day I just walked, I stopped the car, and I said, you know, I'm just gonna go in and take one of these classes and learn how to be like formally funny uh i went in and um i remember saying like yeah i want to be a i want to be a stand-up comedian and the woman was like okay <laughs> uh, we, we we teach stand-up here but we also teach like improv first and i was like what's that um and she's like well it's like you work without a script and you kind of make up scenes and i was like huh and she's like um it'd be like freestyle rapping and i was like my, my my brain almost exploded because I'm like, that's what I do. I'm an MC. Uh, so it was like freestyle rapping comedy. Yeah, sign me up. And um, I took the first class. And as so happens with so many people, you just fall in love. You just completely fall in love with this art form um, of making up uh, scenes without any script. And for me, it was truly like going from one form of water to another form of water. It was just like music. And as an MC, like literally, that's what I do on stage night after night. Uh, uh, when I'm freestyling, when I'm writing, I'm freestyling uh, songs and such. Um, and then, boom, I'm in this class where I'm just making up scenes. And songs are are the same thing as a scene. You know what I mean? So it for me, it was very natural to go from one medium to the other. And I, I I was, again, living this like amazing life of taking these classes, playing um, in my band, going back and forth <laughs> as much as I possibly could um, uh, to the States. And then I was like, I've got to focus. So I focused on finishing my, uh, my um, second city uh, training from level A to uh, the at the point that point now it's like one to five, I think it's called. Uh, mm -hmm. and so, um, uh, it was like amazing. I, I just felt like I was in this like university of, of like creativity of just like writing songs, performing songs, improvising, and it made me a stronger performer in the band because then I could do crowd work, and the crowd work was just getting more and more like funny for me so between songs <laughs> instead of going well this next song you know we wrote yeah. uh, 
on the booth. It's like, hey, you know, <laughs> what are you, hey, what are you, what are you drinking? Oh man, you know what I mean? Like I could just do do crowd work, which was so funny and weird <laughs> for an MC. To, it'd be like Jay Z between songs doing crowd work kind of thing. Yeah, he starts roasting people in the audience. Yeah, <laughs> and and the audience is laughing, and the <laughs> band is like, "What are you doing? This is funny, but this is crazy." <laughs> and then we go into the next song, and everybody's dancing, and then we, you know, so it was it was really fun for me uh, uh, to start exploring both of those mediums together, uh, and then. I kind of had a choice. It was like, do I go to conservatory or do I go on on, on tour? And uh, a friend of mine was like, you know, Second City, you can come back to and you can always further your education there. But when you have a touring opportunity, you don't know if you'll get that again. So I went out on tour for two years. We toured Canada. We toured into the States, um, uh, played down in New York, Cincinnati, met Bootsy Collins um, a couple of times. You met Bootsy Collins? Bootsy Collins. Uh, it was a, it was truly insane. We played this um uh this uh, festival in Cincinnati, and uh, the festival. Oh my god! Uh, I'm gonna freak out right now. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> "Bootsy's gonna be here," and I'm like, "Bootsy, that's so stupid." The, the, whoever this Bootsy is, did they know there's Bootsy Collins? We didn't know <laughs> until we. <were> <laughs> And I look at the back of the audience and I see this tall dude in a in a like a top hat with uh with uh, uh cubic zirconia all over it. Star uh, glass. Please tell me right now that he had the jerry curl. Please tell me now. He had the jerry curl. He oh had my God. like it was Bootsy Collins. We're performing. I see this guy bopping and I'm like. Oh my God! It's Bootsy Collins. I'm hitting everybody on the stage like as we're like I'm rapping. I'm like da 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 da. It's Bootsy Collins. Da 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 da. It's Bootsy Collins. <laughs> like so, the whole band we go from like confidently performing to like oh my God, Bootsy Collins is watching us. He came up to afterwards and literally it was like yeah, baby, God made me funky. That was great, baby. It was like <laughs> we we're like losing oh, our mind. My Lord. It was crazy. And then we went back there the next year. And met him again, and and he was. We were like, "Hey, Bootsy, I don't know if you remember us." Like, yeah, baby, God made me funky, and it was like, "Oh amazing. my God!" Yeah, he had us on one of his compilation records, so it was crazy to be out there touring and stuff. But in the back of my mind, I was like, "I got, I, I, I had this bug from Second City that was like, but you're not doing the comedy side right now. You're doing the music. Yeah, I, I, I do the comedy side. Yeah, so it was, it was this thing, and then I came back and I was like. I got to try to go to get into conservatory, which is the next level after you do your, you know, beginning. Uh, yeah. Um, right. And so I was like, I'm going to go for conservatory, see what happens. I got in. I had some amazing um, uh, teachers. And then that's where I started to learn that all the improvising could be used to write sketch. I kind of we'd been told that while we were doing it. That's the way you write the sketches on, on the main stage at Second City. But then you actually do it in conservatory and it's like, whoa, all of that stuff of getting on and, and making up a scene out of nothing can then be turned into actual scenes that are scripted. Uh, so for me, that was like another like, wow, that's again, the way I write songs is by freestyling and then I write that. Right, yeah. So it was all synergetic and coming together in my in my mind. Um, and then uh, a couple of friends of mine um, that I met at Second City got onto the main stage. And I was like, oh, you you really could get onto the main stage from what you're learning in the classes. So it was crazy for me to see people I had been working on um, uh, learning improv with 
now on this Second City main stage, this iconic space, and just I walk in and they're just crushing and killing these crowds. Yeah, Every, you were like, excelling. Right? It was a, it was it was for me then like. I got to do that. <laughs> no, that no shit. Yeah. yeah, I was like, all right, I'm here not- we go. Two, two things, two things. One, I, I love that Bootsy Collins story. And I'm a huge Cincinnati guy because the Cincinnati Bengals are like my favorite NFL team. <laughs> and I go to Cincinnati every year to wow. watch at least one game. And every time on that big jumbo John, uh, jumbotron screen, Bootsy Collins comes out. He's like, all right, Cincinnati, let's get ready. And he like, yeah, hypes up the crowd. For those who don't know who Bootsy Collins is, first of all, um, he, uh, well, how can we say this? He made his mark, I guess, mainstream mark in a band called Delight. Well, I was like, you know what? The funny thing is, Bootsy what? Collins was actually brought in by James Brown way back in the day. James Brown's original band started saying, like, we need more money and we're supporting you, James. And he said, forget all of y'all. I'm bringing in a whole new set of youngsters. And Bootsy Collins and his brother was one of the, um, players that came in with James wow. Brown. After James Brown, the yeah. play with James Brown, he actually joined uh, George Clinton uh, in Parliament Funkadelic. Oh, so he, he was nice. in both uh, uh, James Brown's band and Parliament Funkadelic, right, uh, as a bass player. And but he's, I mean, delight uh, for for uh, us kids from the, like the '90s and stuff. Groove is in the heart. Yeah, yeah. Groove is yeah. in the heart. Groove baby. in the heart, baby. I love it. <laughs> you know, he had the star uh, sunglasses on. That was my first yeah. introduction to, yeah, Bootsy. And, and, and as a musician, as a as a singer, Bootsy is in like, he, of course, he's coming from James Brown and <laughs> yeah. Look at his resume, incredible. Jesus, incredible. Uh, yeah. Second part of that, as you, you're discussing, you know, you're kind of rise into Second City. Uh, obviously when starting level and, and, and second city is like, you know, you're, it's like high school. You start at grade nine and you, you, and, you know, you graduate to 10, yes. 11, 12, you go through the years. Uh, obviously you remember all the games and everything you play. And anybody who hasn't taken a second city course, I highly recommend it. Just an entry level course. Cause it helps you with public speaking. Yes. It helps you with, you know, if you're at work and you're, you know, you don't want to do that presentation. It just helps you be in Social front of a crowd. It helps you get everything. Yeah. 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 What was your favorite sort of game that you played? Like, I always remember like they, they started off like one of my favorites was the there's an object in a circle and everybody's standing around a circle and you have to go up and you have to use that object as anything in different of ways. what that object is. Yeah. 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 Did you have a favorite one like that? Yeah, my my favorite one actually is it's kind of weird. Uh, it's uh, called ABC, uh, and basically, as you're doing your scene with your scene partner, every subsequent line has to be uh, um, a new letter from the alphabet in in the subsequent order, right? So I'd be like, um, "All these apples are are, are really delicious." The next person would be like, but um, I lost my tooth and I can't really bite into them. And the, and the first person would be like, can't you understand that we can crush it and make it into apple juice? Right. So you go through the alphabet. Yeah. But it's funny how when you're up on stage and you're performing like that, how quickly the alphabet shoots out of your head. And you're like, what's the next letter? What's the next letter? So it's very <laughs> funny for people watching going like. How does this yeah, adult like not a, know B, what the C, alphabet D, is? E, F, yeah, and you're literally F. doing it on your fingers. And people yeah. are watching like, this is just the alphabet. But like when you're on stage in front of an audience, the alphabet just shoots out of your head. And it's half the fun is like you messing up the letters and trying to get back on, on it while still having a kind of coherent scene uh, with who, what, where, and what's going on. So it's actually, I, I love that game. I, I, I have a lot of fun with yeah. it. And I love 
turning that into a into a like a rock opera so that you sing through it the whole you scene. turn that into a rock opera oh yeah yeah that's i love it <laughs> abc rock opera i love it <laughs> wow that must have been insane yeah it's it's second city is a series of games just like whose line is it anyway it's like you're living it's exactly that show whose line, they who's educate line is it you and line? teach you yeah yeah, yeah, they, they, they educate you and teach you how to do it properly. Yes. Uh, sketch by sketch, game by game, and you know where where to pull your focus from and all that stuff. Yeah. I love all that. So, okay, you're excelling in Second City, and you make it to the main stage. You're 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 part of the crew. You're doing show after show. How well, crazy is that? It's funny because it's 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 a. Uh, I got an opportunity after conservatory. I was running a night, uh, a musical improv uh, night at Second City. Um, uh, with with Wayne Jones, uh, uh, who was in my conservatory class, White Rhino Productions in the house, whoop, whoop. Uh, you know, so uh, <laughs> we were uh, running this musical improv uh, a night called Let the Music Play, uh, where we had, again, there were so many students at Second City and a lot of them played different instruments and stuff. And me coming from a band background, I was like, hey, what do you, you play drums and you play guitar. So the musical improv night was having students, a student band, uh, from Second City, backup students coming up and playing musical improv games. So you'd come up and you'd be back by like four or five players uh, on instruments doing your improv game. So it was it, it became really um, uh, uh, successful. Uh, and then uh, I got asked to do the main stage. And uh, that was fabulous. I was understudying the main stage under uh, Brandon Hackett, who was just I mean, a, a com comedic genius. Uh, if you ever get to work with Brandon, amazing. Uh, and um, I, I remember I was going in under um, a, a show that was directed by Carly Heffernan, who is yep. queen. I mean, no the, Carly, this, we know Carly. Yeah. Carly's the best. Uh, so it was this. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah. So I went into main stage, um, and uh, it was a disaster for me. <laughs> <to be honest. laughs> Was absolutely. I'm thinking it would boring. be amazing because here comes Fat Al. He's got a musical background. He's got sketch now. Yeah. <laughs> me, to me, whenever I watch a Second City production, the music's always coming from the unknown piano player in the corner. Yes. Yeah. Right. And it's yeah. like here you come in. I'm like triple fat rap music can play instruments. Sketch artist, funny guy. You know, like. <laughs> and now you're telling me scared shitless. What's going on? It was. It was. It was truly the worst creative experience I ever had the first time I did the main stage and I because you're so nervous you're on this plat this platform that is iconic and you put so much pressure on yourself to be the best and it's like it's an it's an impossible um ask that you're asking of yourself you have to be the best you and if you aren't being the best you and you're trying to be the best I'm trying to be the best Eugene Levy. I'm trying to be the best, you know, uh, Catherine O'Hara. I'm yeah. not people, right? I'm me. So in that, I lost a lot of who I was trying to think I was conforming to a, an idea of funny. And um, uh, I didn't feel like I had any grounding sense. So I, I went there and I just was like, I don't know what I'm writing. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And uh, I got fired. <laughs> I got fired after that uh, uh, first um, uh, run. And I was like, when I got fired, I was like, thank you. Oh, thanks for <laughs> what? Oh, thanks for releasing me. It was so it was so traumatic for me. 
And I was like, uh, I guess maybe I'm just not built for that. Um, what I didn't understand is that I needed to, I needed to be kind to myself. And you know, us as comedians, us as creatives, um, uh, we are our biggest critics. We're our most harsh critics. And I agree with that. I agree with that. Once yeah. we get into that mode, you 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 start actually uh, taking away from what the universe has given you, which is this amazing connection to creativity. And if you cut that off because you're uh, critiquing yourself so much, uh, then then you have to like find a way to forgive yourself to enjoy your own your own stuff to to, to truly love yourself um as a as uh an audience member might like the stuff that you do and right. so i needed time away from it to to appreciate that and uh, the pandemic hit <laughs> so it was 2019 so you were let go just before the pandemic just just before the pandemic yeah now did they tell I, you why they like did they say they, listen i will let me they go did but not here's the say reason. why no, no? And, and to be honest, I've been fired by Second City like a couple times. Uh, <laughs> so, I, so when I okay. did, um, yeah, when I did a uh, 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 educational company, um, uh, I I went in for the um, the generals, which is you're going in and saying like, hey, I want to try to get onto the main stage. Um, uh, I did a bad generals. Um, uh, I was understudying and the generals came up. I had to learn a new show as an understudy and I had to go in and, and do like a um the generals. I couldn't I couldn't split my focus. Did a bad general. They came to me and said, Yeah, sorry, your generals are horrible. You're out. And I was like, oh, and then that struck me like a dagger. I was like, well I guess I did the educational company good enough. Week later I'm walking through a second city and they're like, hey come here. You still want to go to Turco? I'm like, yeah. They're like, uh, okay, you're in. I'm like Okay. Uh so then I was in really? Turco. Just like that. Then I got fired out of Turco. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, hey, I did Turco. Good. About a week and a half later, I'm walking through Second City, like, hey, we still need you as the understudy. You're gonna go. I'm like, sure. Uh so I was under I was understudying uh Brandon like Hackett, like I said. And then out of understudying that, Brandon left. Uh so there's a space on main stage and they hired me on the main stage. I'm like, yeah, of course. I'm here at main stage. So then did main stage and then they got called into the office. And at this point, I should have like understood that when I'm getting called into that office, I'm not coming out alive. <laughs> <laughs> but I walked in, uh, like, hello, fellow uh, Second City ears. And they're like, great, uh, you're fired. And I was at that point. So that's how they say it. You're fired. Like, like, well, it was like, it was like, you like the you're, you're fired. It was like, you're not coming back. Uh, it's actually worse than you're fired. <laughs> to be quite honest, like, you're not coming yeah. back. It's like, you're killing me. Uh, we're disappointed uh, in you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you just, mm -mm -mm -mm. please leave the office. Uh, but at that point, I was like, you know what? I, I I did a main stage show. I'm 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 extremely lucky. So many people. This is, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a musician. I, I do my thing. I'm here. I, I did the main stage show. I did it. And uh, maybe I wasn't built for this. And so... Um, in terms of like the second city main stage. So I did it. I left. I went, um, I started teaching uh, at second city in uh, bad dog uh, and so cap. Um, uh, and I was like, great. I, I enjoy this. I'm, and I'm a musician. I'm still doing my music, still putting out music, uh, touring with my ex at the, uh, at the time. She was my wife. We were touring in Europe and stuff. It was amazing. Uh, and then the pandemic hit and I was teaching improv online, which was amazing how versatile this this medium is 
to start teaching online and teaching people all around the world. And it was amazing to me to do that. And out of the pandemic, uh, um, Second City had moved to uh, Comedy Bar East. Uh, Comedy oh, Bar yeah, I remember that transition. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, uh, they asked me if I wanted to uh, come in. And at first I was like, no, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm good. And like, you don't want to be on the main stage? I'm like, eh, I did it. Uh, and uh, I don't I don't think I'm built for it. But then um, Carly and me had a conversation, Carly Heffernan. And like I said, just I just... <laughs> All, all praise due to Carly, uh, comedy queen. Um, and she just was talking to me about what we're, what we're talking about right now. It's like getting in your own way, uh, being your own worst critic and um, giving yourself uh, a break. <laughs> Give yourself the break. You're always looking for oh, a break. Dude, I totally understand yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I was on stage once and we're doing a scene and if you know me, I say fuck like it's a comma. It just comes yeah. on the my mouth. <laughs> and I'm, you know, you try to do a clean show, but every once in a while, you know, you slip up. And I, I you yeah. know, and I remember I swore, but then I looked up and a little girl's in the front row. And I'm just like, <laughs> Jesus, in my head, like, shut your mouth, Vince. Why do you got to fly <laughs> up the handle like that? And my instructor at the time, David Shore, who I still chit chat, he's got a great show called uh, Monkey Toast. Yes, well, he's like great. They interview, they interview a guest, and then they perform improv based on the guest answers. Love that yeah. guy; he's awesome. Uh, David Shore, shout out to David Shore. He's like, dude, just be you, okay? Yeah. That she's not going to remember anything. You made a room full of people laugh because you said "fuck" at the right time, comedically <laughs> in your mind. Yeah. So roll with that. That was funny, and I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, thanks, coach. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just need a a a, a mentor. Who was uh, who's better than you <laughs> to, to yeah. point out to you that like yeah what you're doing is is great as long as you're doing you and in that conversation with Carly I was like hell yeah I'm coming back to the main stage I know how to do this now uh, <laughs> and so I came back and it was probably the most rewarding um, uh, creative experience I've ever had I wow. had a cast I loved like my cast became the closest family I've ever had. It was insane because you're doing this thing called process where you're, you're spending uh, two and a half months, 10 weeks writing this show through improv. So night after night, you're getting up there, you're doing the uh, main show. Then you're doing a set of, of for like 40 minutes of improvised premises that you're turning into new scenes that you're coming in the next day. And during the day you're rehearsing, uh, those uh, those premises, trying to con- uh, um, uh, weed out anything that's not funny. The audience tells you what's funny. So every night you go up and you're re-improvising scenes. It's like you know you're you're getting your set ready essentially, uh, and you're you're bombing and doing well. You're bombing and doing well <laughs> while you're while you're like trying to like condense these into like actual scenes that work. You you haven't even written these out. You're just improvising and re-improvising and structuring these scenes. And it is intense. And if there's one person in the cast that's not on board with supporting each other, all hell breaks loose. And I was so fortunate to have a cast of just 
we were so supportive of each other. It was sickening. <laughs> like it was people <laughs> were like, come on, come on. You all y'all relax. You want to believe Jesus, shut up. Right. Like it was annoying how much we were so supportive of each other and being in this like awesome space. Uh, I live in Scarborough. So it was like, just down the street, uh, street from my house. Uh, and every day yeah, they say I say Danforth West, but it, or East, but it's the comedy bars out there. <laughs> it's by, it's by Victoria park basically. Right. Yeah. Pretty so much. It's me, Scarborough, like it's out. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, finally, we have a, like a place out here for people in Scarborough. This is like, for me, it was great. And people, for yeah. people coming in and going like, this is, this is awesome. We have an, a, a, an actual comedy venue in the East. Why hadn't anybody thought of this actually? And so uh, it was interesting to come in, do this thing that was when I first did it was like, I just felt like I was going to die every time I had to go into work. And I was just like, please, please let my head explode. I don't want to go in. I feel like a fraud to, I can't wait to get in tomorrow. Oh my God. That set we did last night was so funny. It was so fun. Oh, 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 the idea, just all of the ideas and just working with people who were like so supportive of each other's ideas and Hey, this could be this. And you know, there was never a competition for jokes. There was never a competition for uh stature. It was all support, support, support. It was fabulous, fabulous. We wrote um, uh, uh, a show, um, Mission Totally Possible. Yeah, I came yeah. back. Remember that? Yeah, it was just amazing to be in that in that space, uh, in that place with these people. I love them all. Um, uh, and then we moved into the new. <laughs> like it was like like honestly, no, it's like it's not a eulogy. Huh? It's a fucking podcast. No, it was it, it was it was <laughs> like honestly, it was like. Oh, this was the thing that I had in mind for. Yeah, because you, you thought state. of it like a bucket list item. Like yes. I did that. I'm done. Yeah. And then here yeah. you are. But I love what I love about all of this right now is the passion in your voice. Yeah. <laughs> no, because the first thing that's coming to me right now, like I don't have. No, I don't got questions. I got nothing. We're just having a, a chat. But the first thing coming to my brain right now is all those purists, those comedy purists that say stand up is comedy. If you're not a comedian, unless you're a stand, you got to do the grind. You got to work set after set. And then you look at someone who's in sketch and improv who, uh, yeah, there are comedians, different form, different aspect. And at one point, stand ups look frowned upon improv comics. Yes. But completely different vibe. Look at you. The passion that's coming. You ever talk to a stand up comic? Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, I can't. They, they hate their lives and everything <laughs> resides around misery. And it's just they yeah. only feel good when they're on stage late at night and they got a mic in their hand and they're telling jokes. Yeah. But here you are middle of the fucking day and where yeah. and this, this love is coming out of you for improv for Second City. And if I love it because it's 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 passion, but it's it's motivational. It's inspiring. And I never would have ever thought that Fat Al from 2002 and now Fat <laughs> Al in 2023, it's like, here we are talking. And you have a completely different mindset. Yeah. The one thing I want to say to you, because I think you're living proof of it, Dave Chappelle has a very iconic quote where he says, all musicians want to be comedians and all comedians want to be musicians. And I think you're living proof of it. <laughs> I want your take on that answer and why you think it is true. I think because it's all about moving a crowd, right? Uh, our our job is to stand up in front of an audience and have them respond to us the way we 
want a we we want love <laughs> right like we're just, <laughs> we're just we're just these people who are just like please love me please love love my music love like i, I you know and you have this passion for the art form love love me love me as a human being uh you know uh i'm funny i'm funny come on love me right so uh there is that we have this like desire to be to just be uh, wanted, needed, and loved, uh, which everybody does, but we are, of like, course, yeah, I, we're yeah, insecure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? So we're yeah, just like, totally. we need it even more, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like you go up there and they don't laugh, you're like, oh, my heart, you know, you go up there, do music, they don't dance, you're like, oh, my heart. So it's kind of this thing of like, I want to be able to move this audience with, with what I think works type of thing and it's a, an interesting um um conundrum of like music is a universal language and comedy is a universal language everybody loves music to some extent i have i have yet to meet a person even if they say i don't love musicals or whatever like you've got a favorite song you've got you know something you like to sing or hear likewise everybody loves to laugh who like people who are like i don't love to laugh you're like come on and then you make them laugh and you're like, you see how happy they are. So yeah, it's this well, thing of like celebration, right? And I think both both sides of it, uh, when I'm performing, it's this celebration. And, and if you get in the way of it for yourself, then it's devastating because you lose that connection to the audience because you're too busy focused on like, am, am I good enough? And once you realize like what, that means is I'm just going to let the audience tell me, is this good enough, <laughs> right? But I'm going to have fun no matter what. I'm going to go up there and do my thing. It's a freeing experience. And I love stand-up and improv. Uh, I don't do stand-up very well because I, I, I'm an improviser, but I'm I'm going to be doing more stand-up when I'm done main stage, for sure. Uh, really? Because- yeah. Oh, I'm 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 coming. I'm, a, I'm uh, okay. I, I just yeah. wanted to make sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah you you, you, you I, go I see it. that. I'll come out and 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 bomb a few sets as as I grow. <laughs> 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 but it's like uh, you just start learning about like like the psychology of what makes people happy. So to me, that's like a that's an, an amazing um, uh, job is to be like my job is to. Have people laugh. Have, so have people get up and move. I love musical improv. I I will if if you uh, come to the current show, um, Chaos Menu Disorder Up. Uh, a lot of my sketches are musical. So uh, and uh, like you'd mentioned, like um, uh, I'm so lucky to be working with uh, an, another cast that's just like Mwah! just love them so much. And um, uh, the tech people are MD uh, Shane. Uh, giving me uh, some leeway to like do musical improv in a in a way that's not just a um, a company is by piano. Although Shane is a musical genius, it's it's insane. Um, but also like filling it out so that we're doing like full tracks where I get to improvise with uh, the audience and uh, he's um, doing the tracks and stuff like that while accompanying. It's beautiful. So you know you get to kind of live this like um, this uh, this dream that I think. Uh, if you truly want it, go out and do it. You know, I took all the classes at Second City. I teach at Second City. Uh, what I'm teaching is what I'm preaching. It's what I actually do and stuff. So I feel I feel great about that, you know? And I love you for it, brother. It's amazing. <laughs> but here's the thing that just blows my mind even more is that you don't stop there. I'm right now scrolling through Instagram. You are quite the artist, brother. It is insane, the artistry. I mean, I'll show the camera, but I'll put it up. I mean, look at this stuff. 
<laughs> and you're wearing it on your hoodie right now. Is that a Fat Owl original? It's a Fat Owl original. We're getting the website up for uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Go have some Fat Owl merch on it. Uh, some Fat Owl albums. Um, uh, interestingly Where did enough, start from, dude. Like it's it's a it's, it's a more com it's more comic book. I would say. Yes. Uh, yes. Sketch, right? I wanted to be a I wanted to be a comic book um, artist when I was a kid. Um, my dad who so was did a I. so did I. Yeah, I, I, yeah totally. Yeah, I, went to, I, went I to still remember going to the that. corner store and buying their double comics. Yes, and and, and like tracing them and everything. Yeah, you're an X Men guy. Spider Man. Yep. Yeah, X Men. Nice. Todd McFarlane, Spider Man used to blow my mind. I was like, I can't believe how amazing <laughs> this guy makes Spider Man look. Uh, you know, uh, Jim Lee. Oh my God. Yeah, like I, I uh, huge, huge comic book fan. Um, you put out a comic book movie. I'm gonna go watch it, no matter what. Uh, and I, so I, you're I, up to date on the Marvel and DC stuff that's going on? Absolutely. Uh, but you know, you know, my favorite <laughs> comic book book um, property to watch right now is it's Invincible um, on Amazon. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a animated. It's rated R. <laughs> it's crazy. If you get a chance, watch Invincible. Um, a great comic book. Uh, they've um, uh, um, turned it into a, an animation right now. It's on Amazon, and it is probably one of the most um, uh, stellar comic book properties that's been translated to screen uh, in a long time. Like I love the MCU, I love uh, DC, uh, but both of them have to be catered to to a more family friendly vibe. And a lot of times, yeah, they got that corporate yeah. stigma going to yeah, they yeah, can't make the yeah, dark stuff but- anymore. Invincible is like we don't give a fuck, and it's on Amazon. It's crazy, nice, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, and uh, and just a well-told uh comic book trope story. Watch the first episode till the very end, and the end cre- and the end credit scenes, and then you'll be like, oh, this is a new style of uh, uh, a comic book um uh storytelling, which is great. Uh, and yeah, so I wanted to be a commercial artist. I wanted to do that. Uh, and so I was doing it for like God Made Me Funky and for um, the different bands that I work with and stuff. But I didn't realize that it was worth anything. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, we need an album cover. Okay, well, I'll just go work this artist. And we'll so you design all the album covers for God Made Me Funky? I was working with different artists. Um, and so I was basically the art director of those covers and then then i started taking over and being like okay well i'll start doing um uh the different covers for myself for uh um the, the act i was working with Dana gene phoenix and I, I at the time it it didn't register with me that i was doing this um uh a working with these amazing artists and like guiding them for so if you watch look at all the um god Made me funky album covers they're all like comic booky right because it was like right well yeah it makes sense here's, yeah here's <laughs> what i want for, for this and so i'd work with some amazing artists and then uh when the pandemic hit i just started putting my art out there and and people were like we like it and i was like oh yeah i just do this i've just been doing it for years and and um so now with AI, which is it's controversial on, on a lot of uh, levels, but also I'm always trying to figure out new technology, especially through music and, and stuff. Uh, it's crazy how much um, um, work can be um, uh, e- made more easy by uh, using AI to kind of get some of the stuff that you'd have to sit down and tediously go through. You can use it in conjunction with what's in your head kind of thing and come up with a new way of, of uh, t- 
telling stories and such. So it's a uh, part of the thing that I do. I love to uh, um, use Blender and uh, Unreal Engine. These are 3D engines to start telling stories and stuff like that too, uh, and with music. So I, I'm I'm very um, excited about the future of like of uh, storytelling, and I think it's a uh, it's great, and that's what what we're doing. We're telling stories that are important to us that we hope people can connect to. You know. Dude, you are such a cavalcade of creativity, man. Your resume is insane. Um, I always kind of end off the pod with like a rapid fire list of questions, spit them out answers. You know, it never works out that way because somebody gets an answer <laughs> and it goes on to another side story. Yeah. Um, but uh, your favorite comic growing up? My favorite comic growing up is Batman. Batman, no, I, I, I... Comedian, comedian. Oh, comedian. 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 Oh well, uh, oh, oh, comic. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, Batman's pretty funny too. Be, believe yeah, it Bruce Wayne uh, has got a type yeah. five. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, but my okay, favorite, so comedian, favorite comic was Batman. Your favorite comic was Batman. Favorite comedian growing up. My favorite comedian Eddie Murphy. Eddie oh, Murphy, classic. I used to watch uh, SNL when I was a kid, and I'm like, he's a kid like me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he was 18 when he was on SNL. Yeah, yeah. Favorite comedian today. Uh, my favorite comedian today is me. I'm I truly enjoy myself. You know what I mean? Like it's I know, it's, uh, <laughs> but nobody ever says that. Everybody's like, oh, I like you know. Uh, but about me, I'm I'm my favorite comedian because I have to I push myself to have fun every time I get on that stage. All right, all right. Your worst <laughs> bomb on stage. Woo! My worst bomb on stage. Um, I think my worst bomb on stage. Um was trying to uh <laughs> uh <laughs> i'm gonna say this out loud it sounds awful but i was trying to say it i'll say it i was trying to 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 uh uh be funny trying to find a, a funny way of like of like getting trans humor across you know what i mean and okay. uh I, you have to be very careful obviously when you're doing something because especially um, with like political subject matter, all that kind of stuff, you start to walk this tightrope, and you're gonna bomb, right? Uh, uh, it was a good moment for me to understand the concept of punching down, and the concept of hey, there's a person in this audience who is trans. Is this making fun of them, or is that this bringing them into into the uh, fun? And you have to truly. If you're if you're uh, a comedian, if you're a musician, if you're if you if you want to rock a crowd, you got to look at that crowd and be like, come in, come in, come in, come in, have fun. Uh, 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 and so my stance on it in trying to like portray uh, a trans character was not it wasn't funny, and the audience uh, told me so by not laughing, <laughs> by not laughing and and bombing me. Yeah, and you come back and yeah. you and you. There goes that bit. All right, <laughs> we're not doing that. Yeah, again. yeah, yeah. And 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 you uh, you do have to like uh, I, I think um, humble yourself too, right? As a, as a yeah. as a creative and be like, because some some people are like screw the audience. I'm like screw the audience. I I only say screw the audience in the sense of don't change who you are for the audience, right? You are you. Right. And you're going to give the audience your perception of you. But it doesn't mean that um, um, you're beating up the audience. It means no, that totally you're inviting them in to who you yeah. are. Type of thing, Right. And then so as a as a as a creative, you are going to misstep. 
You're definitely going to misstep. You're going to do something and be like, ah, you know what? Was that the best version of me? Was that like the smartest? Was that the funniest? Couldn't I, could I be funnier? Could I be uh, 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 smarter? And then you walk back, you go, yeah, I could. And if I can't, I can, I have to uh, for myself. And so um, uh, in that you learn and you, I think that's the biggest uh, thing I can, I can, um, I say to any aspiring uh, comedian is bombing is great <laughs> it's actually the wonderful. best thing for you yes yes <laughs> yeah. and it, it 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 feels like the whole world is falling down on your head while you're doing it and you're like oh they're not oh my god but that's great if you can humble yourself and cut off stage and be like what didn't work there was it like how i was saying it was it what i was saying was it like how i was framing this was it, it build your I creative character man it builds your yeah. creative character yeah and, um, and you gotta have that yeah Okay, getting back to the rapid fire because that was yeah, rapid fire. <laughs> what song gets Fat Al dancing? Um, uh, every time it, it was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine, Word Up magazine, Biggie. something yeah. different, heavy D, heavy up, in D up in the limousine. Okay. I mean, Biggie, Biggie Smalls. <laughs> yeah, Biggie is definitely my like like my, my plus he's funny. He's like a rapper, <laughs> very funny in, in in his in his rap songs and stuff. Like I. I, I Remember listening to Biggie and just being like, this guy is a comedian and rapping is great. Uh, okay, so you're a comic book nerd. You're a superhero. What's your superpower? My superpower. Okay, all right. So my superpower is, and literally, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can see off my album cover, the 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 Chillionaire. My superpower is I have a mic, a microphone, and when I rap into the microphone, a energy beam comes from the bottom of the microphone. Right, turns into like its own lightsaber, but I call it a mic saber. I've got a wrap to to pop up the prop up the energy on it, and then I can flip it around. And uh, 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 do I have one? I don't have. I don't have my. You have my a light prototype saber. already? <laughs> oh my god! I mean, like, okay, so this is a back scratcher, <laughs> but like, literally, <laughs> I can take it and flip it around. You know what I mean? Like, I can take yeah, the, yeah. the mic and just spin it around and stuff. You, I mean, you, you, uh, if you remember. It's like Star Wars meets Thor, like Thor and the a Hammer. A thousand right? percent, a thousand yeah. percent. Uh, uh, Darth Vader. If you remember, when God made me funky, I I, I perform with half a mic stand, and I yeah. twirl it. I thought it was just right? like very Freddie Mercury of you. Yes, but and then with a thousand percent Freddie Mercury. I, I stole that from Freddie Mercury, and then I was like, now I got to do something like Freddie Mercury rocked it, but now I'm gonna twirl this <laughs> mic stand He's a, <laughs> with a lightsaber. Craziest thing, craziest thing as a, as a rapper to do that because other rappers were like, "What's up with this dude?" <laughs> okay, cape and and my mic saber. Yeah. What is your kryptonite? Uh my kryptonite is uh, things not being funky. Like if things like not a, being funky. Yeah, things not being funky. If like if uh, somebody's playing a janky ass beat. It's I'm like, oh, that that hurts my soul. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I'm, I'm, so, I'm so used to like like working with like really um, uh, amazing people that if I'm I'm stuck in a position where it's like music isn't funky, the vibe isn't funky. I feel like I got to do something to, to, to lift it up. OK, Carlin or Pryor. Woo! I'm going to say Pryor. Okay. Only because of the absolute raw sensitivity of Richard, like Richard Pryor. Yeah, he he like did not hold back. <laughs> nerve, right? Yeah, like yeah, like 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 Carlin, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Uh, but and and I and I love 
one of the things I love about George Carlin, the, pol the political satire, uh, it actually got me to um, uh, study more politics and, and be more learned as a, as a performer. But Richard Pryor, man, just like, what are you talking about, motherfuckers? <laughs> like just, just raw. Every, yeah. every, every um set that you watch. I, I love. Um, I, I remember watching Live at the Sunset Strip, and right. just being like, like he, he seems like he's about to cry throughout the whole thing, and not cry out of um uh, fear or anything like that, but cry out of just pain. And uh, it, 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 it was amazing. It's just an amazing, uh, comedian. Yeah. What day of yours would you like to relive? Ooh, what day of mine would I like to relive? Like uh, either it was perfect or it was the worst and you want to rewrite it. I, I don't know which way you want to go with that. Perfect day was um, um, I met Guru from Jazzmatazz. Uh, okay. Nick Brownman Ali, you, you know, uh, Nick. Uh, yeah. at, at Nathan Phillips Square. God Made Me Funky was playing. Brownman was playing with um, Guru at the time. Uh, came up and uh, was like, hey, c c it would be okay if Guru came on the microphone and just announced a gig. And I was like, Guru? Guru, Guru? Yeah, yeah. So Guru, during our set, came up at Nathan Phillips and was like, I have a show. Uh, it may be in a revival, to be honest. I, um, what? It was back in the day. And it was Crazy. like, yeah. And it was like, I have a show tomorrow. And then um, uh, KB from God Me Funky was like, get him to freestyle with you. And so I was like, me and Guru freestyle? Impossible. Guru, you got to freestyle with me. And at Nathan Villa Square, me and Guru are trading bars. That was incredible. Fat Al, if there was a fast food franchise in your home that could replace your kitchen, what would that fast food franchise be? Chinese food, baby! <laughs> really? Yeah? Yo, my God. You, you give you me around like a faith? Food. Uh okay well I mean in in Scarborough here it's, is it Manchu um, Walk is it I don't know what's it there's like a place in Scarborough twenty four hours it's called Perfect um uh Chinese that's the name of the of the restaurant Perfect uh, Chinese Perfect Chinese yeah and it's amazing it is absolutely amazing uh uh seafood and stuff but it's twenty four hours uh if you're from Scarborough you've probably been there but like yeah I live but if, if all I could eat was Chinese food. Straight up, but both the Canadian version and the food in China, they just call food. I would, yeah. Love it. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, let's wrap it up with this. My all time closer question the best advice you ever got in this industry be yourself, just be yourself. And it's, it's, I mean, it's so simple, but it's so hard. It's so hard, especially as. Uh, things start happening for you, it's very easy to lose who you are. Um, uh, I've seen it with a lot of uh, people that I've known. Uh, it's You start to do well, you're, you're successful on any level, and people start saying, you're the best, you're awesome, you're da-da. And it's very easy to go from like, wow, I've been trying so hard and struggling for so long to, to try to get something done. And now people are telling me like, yeah, you're the best, you're the best. So, yes, I guess I am the best. And unless you have somebody who can be there and be like, hold up, <laughs> yo, chill, motherfucker, like bring you back down to earth. <laughs> right. Like you always need that friend, that family member, that person to, to remind you if you start getting big headed to ground you that of who you are. Right. Uh, uh, because if you lose that sense of self, I've seen so many people who 
were built up on who they were, lose that sense of self, and then their creative energy just dispersed, right? Because they're trying now to be right. this other person who they weren't when they were coming up. And so it's a it's um it's a it's a balancing act because you become a new person with each success you 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 meet, but also you're still you. Who are you? What are you trying to say? What are you what are you trying to convey from your particular point of view? Here, here, here's a follow-up question that just came to me right now, and I can't believe it's taken me this long to even ask you. I I I I I'm I'm kind of treading on water because Fat Al, what's your real name? Michael Wilson. That's the <laughs> Michael I've Wilson. I've never known I've always known you as Fat Al. Your no, real yeah, name is so Michael Wilson? Michael Wilson, and it's like the most boring name. Uh, literally, if you put Michael Wilson into the internet, you'll have four billion Michael Wilsons show up, right? Uh, it's not. It's not something that's like, oh no, I have to hide that or anything. Uh, Fat Al came from um, in high school. Uh, they started calling me Tiny, and I was like, oh Tiny hell, yeah! I'm like, I'm not gonna be the the big fat guy named Tiny. I'm. I refuse. I refuse that. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I went and I was like, what's a name that I want? And uh, it was Fat Al. Um, I remember growing up, Fat Albert for sure. I loved it. Um, that show was iconic to me. Uh, as it was the only fat black dude on TV at the time. Uh, <laughs> and he was also a boss. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, oh, if, if I had only known. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, <laughs> growing up with that show, and also like Fat Albert was like he wasn't the butt of the jokes and stuff. Like everybody respected Fat Albert, so I was like, call me Fat Al. And um, uh, I just flipped the name and was like, what does my name mean for me? And it's people having a terrific time always. So uh, capital P, capital H, capital T, capital T, lowercase A-L, Fat Al, baby. Now, is that your government real name? Have you officially changed the Fat Al? That's how I get paid now. That's how how it's on my checks. That's what's on Fat Al's on my checks. Fat Al's on my bank account. Uh, You know what I'm saying? So like, yes, when you pay your right? Fat Al, please. Yeah. Yeah, and fat out fat is spelled P H A T T. Yes. Now, uh, I think it was Chris Tucker who had a joke uh, in a movie where he's like, "Damn, you know, I think he was talking to like a pretty girl or something. You look fat," and she's like, "What? You like fat? Pretty hot and tempting." Pretty hot, tempting. Yeah. <laughs> is that what fat stands for? Are you pretty you hot? Know what? And tempting? Are you like? And it did like back in the day in the nineties. That was like that was like pretty hot and tempting. I'm like, I can't really. Go and say my name is fat, pretty hot and tempting. Like that's a little, that's a little overboard for a brother. Like, <laughs> like you call me fat, I'm pretty hot and tempting. But truly, I'm pretty hot and too tempting. That's what the fat. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I was so like ner- I was nervous, but I'm like, why wouldn't I ask that? What's so wrong about asking him what his name was? But I don't. Some people yeah. like you know they go by initials or they're like, no, I don't talk about my name or you know. I, but it was I, like Kramer yeah. like, trying to find out his first name. I'm like, all these years <laughs> I've known you. And I'm always known yeah. you as Fat Al. I'm like, what the hell's his real name? Michael. <laughs> I am Wilson. I am the framer of the music scene. Yes, sir. <laughs> so I guess it would be your Fat Al would be your alter ego, right? Yes, it would be my superhero. Name. Yeah, there you go, brother. There you go. Mike Fat Al, give him all the details. Tell him where you are. You're on the main stage at Second City. Give me the show yes. deets. Tell me about the show. Where you're so this show, show is called Chaos Menu Disorder Up. It's a new um, uh, main stage review, the 88th main stage review at Second City, Toronto. 
one York Street, brand new venue, uh, amazing kitchen, amazing yep, yep. bars. Uh, uh, there's also the, the touring company had to have their own stage uh, there and the 1973 stage or the John Candy stage where student shows are going on all the time. Why? Because Second City now um, has incorporated the school in with all of the stages and stuff. So it's a beautiful uh, facility right down on um, uh, Harbor, uh, one York, you can like, Go have a meal, look at the the water, come see some comedy. Yeah, uh, it's amazing. Take York so, Street straight down. If you hit the lake, you've gone too far. Go, get get out of it. It's cold. <laughs> yeah, get out, of, <laughs> get out of your sinking car and hit the, yeah. hit the curb. <laughs> um, thank you so much for your time today, brother. It was great chatting with you. Like I said, you are a kaleidoscope, or no, what do they call it? A, uh, cavalcade. Cavalcade of creative creativity. creativity. I'm gonna use that. You so are thank awesome. You. Um, <laughs> check them out at Second City. Uh, the show once again. What was the name again? Sorry, Chaos Menu Disorder Up. Chaos Menu Disorder Up. Now, yeah, in that show, obviously it's, it's there's some written material, but you guys come on after the show and kind of do the crowd. We work do again? an improv set after um, each uh, show on uh, Friday and Saturday. We do the improv set after the late shows, but during the show, there's improv too. We do there's wow. crowd and stuff too. I do uh, a song that I. Um, I improvise with audience members often too, so it's great. Yeah, I have I have a great time. It's a blast. It's a great show. That's awesome. I gotta come check you out, brother. Thank you again for your time today. Uh, it was great catching up with you. Thanks, Vince. Good to see you, bro. Good to see you too. All right, check him out at Second City. He is Fat Al. P H A T T lowercase A lowercase L. Check him out on Instagram. Uh, check out his artwork. Check out everything he's got going on. Uh, thanks, you brother. Again, we'll 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 catch each other down the road. We're looking out. Peace. Peace. <laughs>